Well, hello. I'm proud to be an American. Good times. Why? Are you? Are you proud? Do you love the USA, Dennis? I do. God bless the USA. I love the USA. Hello, this is Tony and Dennis, and it's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. And here's our theme song. God right. bless America you know and what? the Comedy Couch. That theme song gimmick really works. It's yeah. just solid. I mean, it, it's it was born out of laziness, but now I think it's ultimate. Dennis, this I whole podcast was born out of laziness. <laughs> I think it's very charming. Laziness is what I stand for. <laughs> Literally, my family, my family coat of arms would be like yeah, a, a, a couch. It would be a piece of fried chicken and a pillow. Yeah, yeah. that would be. That's um, it. So why do you love the USA so much? What's up? Was there I any? Don't, I thought that was really. leading into something. I actually don't. Um, should we start off with Anthony Weiner? Sure, we should. Because I'm really mad. I Why? really Because I just don't think it's that big a deal. And I don't think that he needs to go to rehab or has a problem or should step down. And then you find out he sent pictures of his dick to a 17-year-old girl. And then it's like, well, now you do have to do all those things. Yeah. Like, I was I was, I was in with his you corner. right until 17. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, I am, he's I'm not, not doing anything that all those other assholes aren't doing. And you have yeah. to be, in order to be really successful in politics or show business, or you know, you kind of have to have a little of that. The rules don't apply to me. Yeah. I'm above the rules. Right. I will get away with it. Right. I think so. And, but no, now I haven't like, followed every wrinkle of it, so I didn't know that the 17 year old had been confirmed. Um, I don't know how confirmed it is. But, you know, you. But it's just like. But then part of me is like, well, I've probably sent a picture of my dick to a 17-year-old. Well, I mean, I just didn't mean to, but yeah, you know. Yeah, but it happens. You know, like, what's been interesting is to watch how other people react. Like, I'm a big fan of Chris Matthews, and Chris Matthews can't, can't believe he's beside himself. And I'm like, you have a dick, don't you? Like, yeah. And anyone with a DC. dick has done something doopy. Their dick has made him do yeah. something goofy. And yeah. I, I'm the biggest prude of all, and I've done some... And your dick has gotten you into some trouble? <laughs> some dumb stuff. You know, so I'm like kind of like, the, I, you know, but nothing really, but like okay. <laughs> nothing major, but like, you know, mm -hmm. I just thought like people are acting like, how well, could he that, do that? There's that time you fucked that guy's foot off. That's true. Yeah. How could he do that? I'm like, he's, do, do you have, how? you've never been bored with a computer? <laughs> Haven't you gone into a, an internet sex hole? I mean, it happens. You go from one link to the next and the next thing you know, you're, you're, you've lost $1,700 and yes. three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no, I, you've spent 19.95 on a site you forgot you you bought 4 months ago. I've never done that actually. Really? I've never gone bought like a porn site. Yeah. Um Yeah, but I just because it's again, you know, I've always said in the past because you know, I keep my computer in the kitchen yes. and I'm not going to do anything and then have you come out for a, right. a diet coke and I'm That's like right. rubbing one out to you know no, but it's, a, it's a laptop you could you could easily it's portable Tony it's, yeah. it. it's portable or is that do you think it's a slippery slope literally do you think if you bring that in there yeah yeah I can't it's it's exactly <laughs> it's the same reason I can't go to Thailand yeah it's like me it's at the too, soup plantation I just start putting much. things in my mouth until an authority figure comes and says sir we're gonna have to ask you to leave yeah um, but I will, yeah, the Wiener scandal, I liked him too as a congressman. I liked his fieriness. Mm -hmm. I always liked when he was on shows and stuff. But what you're seeing now is that you get the feeling like he's not that well-liked, apart from what he's, you know, you get the feeling like he's I don't not know, that well-liked by his... I think people, rats his, from a sinking ship, people yeah. turn so fucking fast. Yeah, but I, I get the, I, I don't know, something I heard or something I read made me think like, oh, well, he wasn't that well-liked among his peers anyway. Well, you know who he is might be liked. kind of a dick. 
But who? Is Tracy Morgan. Yes. He is able to, you know, like, I think it's amazing that the, um, on The View this morning, Whoopi and Joy got into it. Yeah. Because. Who's defending him? Uh, Whoopi is like, look, as comics, we've all crossed the line. We've all tried out some new material in some comedy club and it right. bombed. And you're like, wow, I thought that was going to be so over the top that it would be yeah. funny that I would be p pointing something out. Right. In an indirect way, and it totally died, and people just think that I believe that. Right. And Joy was like, no, I'm sorry. Comedy only works when you're picking on someone who's in a position of power. But when right. you are a person with wealth and power, and you're picking on right. you know, gay people that are fighting for equality, it, right. you can't, it doesn't work in the reverse. And... You, you don't get to make that mistake because that's 101. Was there ever a recording of it or is it all people no. saying this is what he said? And, right. Yeah, but I mean, well documented and, you know, yeah, but there's not a soundbite. We can't listen to it. Right. Um, My question is, was he framing it in, you know, and I don't think he was, but it would have been effective if what he was saying was, you know, we in the black community, we are so, you know, we are so tough and we're so hardcore that, yeah. You know, if your son comes home and says he's gay, you got to stab him to death. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if he was sort of poking fun at that yeah. small subcultures stereotypes, that would be one thing. But I don't. I think he just lost it and started saying what but he the thought. Thing is, I think you know, it's probably yeah. what he thinks. I think it's probably the truth. I think it's probably what he thinks. Oh, you think that's how he feels? I think so. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it was a bit, but. Um, what I first, what I immediately thought of was all the gay people that work on Thirty Rock because I know a handful of them. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that's why Tina Fey's her quote statement was so, is so perfect, and it was so, it was hard hitting enough, and it was like I just made me like her all the more. I just thought I liked what she said. Yeah. About how if it weren't for the gay people, he wouldn't have a set to stand on, a, a right. you know, or check lines to, to say lines to say, costume to that. wear, yeah. anything. Um, but I. I don't know. It seems like he had a Michael Richards moment where he was yeah. where all this stuff came out, and maybe he was mad about something else. Maybe I just it was know just that came out that way. You know, when I do my mom saying, "Well, you don't have AIDS," right? That if you don't hear the setup, if you don't get what I'm saying in the setup, yeah, you really think that I think people with AIDS deserve it and they're the worst people and fuck them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't get and. I know how I'm a nobody and that has been gotten me into trouble. So I can only, I'm certainly has not it gotten you into trouble. Well, I mean, you know, I was asked, they asked me to take it out last summer in P town. Right. After the two lesbians complained and right. they were just not having it. They weren't having your their AIDS policy chunk. was P town has been too effect. We've lost too many people to AIDS. You cannot do yeah. an AIDS joke regardless of how brilliant it is or how, no, I get it. it. I, I just met somebody recently who, his family, when they were growing up, always summered in P-Town. So mm -hmm. he, as a little boy, he was yeah. around P-Town. And I was like, what was that like? Was it like all these gay guys? And he goes, well, for a while it was. And then in the 80s, it was just like the saddest place in the world, you know? Oh, wow. I know. So that's... Well, I'm there to brighten it up. You're there to brighten it up. <laughs> what is it? Countdown to P-Town two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, it's like two weeks away. I'm there July 1st to the 16th. Nice. So uh, Plans going ahead smoothly where you're staying, all that stuff? I think so. Yeah. You know, we'll just... See. Nothing ever goes smoothly. Dennis. One show a night? 
Yeah, one show a night. Okay. Yes. That's good. Yeah. We'll just, um, we'll just see. But Anthony Weiner, I was listening to the commentary on um, MSNBC, and mm. they had a new a guest host on there who was a guy with an unusual name. Cock and Balls? Cock and Balls. No. Jonathan Cock and Balls? I wish. Uh, a guy named, it sounded like Jake, but it's not. It's like Che or whatever, and he's a guy from the Young Turks. And the whole thing reminded him of this commencement speech that um, David Foster Wallace gave. Have you heard of David Foster Wallace? No. He wrote a novel called I Infinite Jest. I mean, what do you Jest. think? Well, I don't Probably know. Probably not. He wrote a novel called Infinite Jest, and I remember, and it was a big kind of hip novel. It was like this thick, and it had mm. footnotes, and it was very dense, and I think I picked it up and tried to read. I think I got like two pages in, and I was like, I'm out. Um, but I remember when I got my book deal for Misadventures in the 213, the agent- That book I like. Yeah, that one was, that one's managed. <laughs> you could read that in a dump. But, um, and and it's awesome if you do, but- um. My agent has had represented him, so it was like really hip and cool and all that stuff. Well, anyway, he wrote, a, he did a commencement speech that this guy quoted mm. uh, on the radio, and I was so struck by what he said that I went and Googled it. So I have it. I might read a little bit of it later. But it was well, weird. We'll do it now. If all right. You're gonna... All right. Because I've been thinking about this idea later. It's a little deep. Oh God! Don't it's do a little that. deep and heady. Well, I was thinking about the idea because this is also the theme of the Book of Mormon, which is that. The under the theme that I take away from it is that believing in something, mm-hmm. even if it's you know right, far no matter how ridiculous it might be, is better than believing in nothing. Okay, that's not not be- that not argument. better like you know in God's way. It's you're more likely to be happier. Right. It's it's a, it's as it's humans more, we need to believe in things. It helps it's part us of our structure feel connected right. to each I other. It helps us in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about worship. Um. And how your point of view can affect things. It's very deep. You know, it's a long speech, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> and he's trying to help these kids deal with being an adult and adult life. Um, because here's something else that's true. In the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there is actually no such thing as atheism. There is no such thing as not worshiping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. And an outstanding reason for choosing some sort of God or spiritual type thing to worship, be it JC or Allah, be it Yahweh or the Wiccan Mother Goddess or the Four Noble Truths or some infrangible set of ethical principles, is that pretty much anything else you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money and things, if they are where you tap your real meaning in life, then you will never have enough. Never feel like you have enough. Worship power and you will feel weak and afraid and you will never ever... You will need ever more power over others to, to keep that fear at bay. Um, worship your own body and beauty and sexual allure, and you will always feel ugly, and when time and age start showing, you will die a million deaths before they finally plant you. Uh, worship your intellect. Being seen as smart, you will end up feeling stupid, a fraud, always on the verge of being found out, and so on and so on. God, that but, really is true. But I like that idea of worshiping, like because we think if— I've never thought of the idea of like, oh, if somebody is an atheist or don't believe in anything, then there's nothing there. But there something you, you there's something that you have to assign value to in life. Right. Even if you even if you try not to, you do. Right. Of by course. default. Yeah. So anyway, and the whole the whole article is really interesting because he and does he got in trouble for that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But the 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 sad truth of it is, is he was trying to help these young people. And how to think about their lives to manage them to day to day, you know. And it'll. And at one point he says, 
maybe it'll help you keep you from wanting to put a gun in your mouth before you're 30 or 50. And the the sad thing yeah, is he save ki- that. he killed himself in wow. 2008. And he had always been um I think he'd always struggled with depression and stuff like that. So it takes on it a, uh, a kind of sad meeting. But the point is, Anthony Weiner led me to that profound. Um, well, he was pointing right at it. Google, <laughs> yeah, he was pointing right at it. Um, if you, yeah, if you, you know click that, on his cock on the on the control Z, that's that, what comes up. That book, The Four Agreements. Yes, I have it. Haven't finished it. Well, there's someone else that doesn't love it. I'm reading this book right now, which is weird because I'm not mentioned in the book. And you know I have a very strict policy of only reading books I know. Well, it. I've left you high and dry for about 10 years. So. But Joan gave me this book last week um, because the only way that she would accept her birthday present, which was a book, was to not call it a birthday present and for her to give me a present in exchange. That's nice. So we literally exchanged gifts for her birthday. Fantastic. Um, and it was this book that is this right oh, everyone's going to know it and i don't it's in the car but it's people only love you when you're dead i think is what it's called and it's this writer that has interviewed just every living person mm-hmm. like pop culture celebrity and i can't think of his name cuz i'm an idiot but alonzo is probably screaming it wherever he is right now and um anyway is it bill moyers no okay. he um it's not fancy pants it's like he worked for like rolling stone and esquire and okay like that. right on but anyway he did all these celebrity profiles over like his like 40 year career right and he went back and he, the point of the book is when no matter how much time you spend with like a musician or whatever mm-hmm. kind of an artist and you really get them mhm As a writer, you work for your editor Mm -hmm. and your editor works for the magazine, which has a tone and a point of view, Mm -hmm. which which is then governed by the publisher, which is there to make money and stuff. So it doesn't really matter how much you get to know that celebrity Mm -hmm. you're interviewing. It's going to be filtered through the angle of the magazine that you are working for, because you're not really working for the celebrity. You're working for the magazine, Mm -hmm. which is kind of an interesting perspective. And so he goes, there are moments from all these interviews that I never got to use in the interview because it wouldn't work with that magazine that were some of my favorite things. So that's sort of what this is. Anyway, he interviews interviewing Madonna and she goes, she's telling some story and she goes, I mean, it's like that book, The Four Agreements. There's the agreement to it's like it's be true to your word. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. Well, anyway, Madonna only likes the first three. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes. I can't remember the fourth agreement because I disagreed with it. Right. And she literally looks at a journalist and said, "I love the book, the four, the four agreements, because I love number one, which is da da da, and number yeah. two, da-da-da, and number three." And he goes, oh, "The I can't impeccable remember. with your word is." And one he of goes, them. "I can't remember the fourth one." And she goes, "Oh, I didn't agree with the fourth one, so I don't like that part. But the other three are really yeah. powerful." And I thought. I fucking, that is so telling that Madonna is just going to take this book and be like, I only like the first three. She literally tore it up. She might, it's like, basically I'm surprised she doesn't call it the three agreements. Yeah. (laughs) And rewrite it on her own cover. That's really funny. But that thing just made me think. I know. I love that stuff. Worshipping stuff. Now, do you enjoy, do you like the book so far? Have you read it? Yeah, yeah. I know. All right, let me know what it is. I want to know what it is. He's and it's like Christina Aguilera and Brittany and Madonna. I mean, and Johnny Cash and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg literally goes, "I need to get Pampers. Can we take your car?" And he goes to the grocery store with in the middle of this interview, and Snoop Dogg is rolling joints in his car without even asking. Yeah. And then he comes out of the store. 
not with Pampers, but with barbecue sauce. That's the best. That's an and interviewer's dream. He goes, he's thinking, obviously, it's because he's so fucked up. Yeah. And it turns out he was like, no, this shitty ass store, they didn't have no Pampers. And I don't buy them other brands. I only buy Pampers. Like, Snoop Dogg is a brand whore. Yes. And if they don't have the kind of Pampers he likes for his child, yes. he's just going to get a thing of barbecue sauce because you always need that. Yes. And then he's going to leave. Save, save a trip. Because we drove here. I'm going to buy something. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was thinking about interviews and what you write and don't write when I was I was driving down Sunset. And have you seen that Brad Renfro billboard that I think it has something yeah. to do with James Renfro? Uh, James? It's James Franco. It's like a it's performance his... art thing. It has it's a clothing thing or something, yeah. And but Brad Renfro, Brad Renfro, you know, is l- handsome and young and dead yeah. now. And I interviewed him after he'd already started getting into trouble. And I remember um, he had like a Coke can with booze in it in yeah. the interview. Like he was drinking. And how old was he? Was he a minor or he was been he on minor. probation? No, I bet he was under twenty one. Yeah, sure. and I he was remember on probation. You telling me about that. And, and I remember thinking, do I say anything to the publicist? And I didn't write about it and. But yeah, he was sort of um, yeah. shamelessly not doing what he was supposed to be doing. So, and now he's gone. Um, if he had gotten the three agreements. Oh God! Why didn't he read the three agreements? I know. Um, My ex loved that book. That was like what he lived by. I had okay. So remember in the last podcast, I told the story about being on Grinder, and the guys. Um, his subject, his like title yeah, yeah, yeah. was Dirty like bottom. Dirty Bottom, right. and then it was I'm here for friends only. Right, right, right. Which I thought was hilarious. Well, I, I now can top that. I can beat that story. Do you want to hear it with that guy or a new no, guy? Different guy. Different guy. So, same app. I'm on the grinder, and the thing is, <laughs> same app, different day. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, again, this day I wasn't even. I know people say they go on grinder not looking for sex. I have gone on grinder and had sex, but both of these stories just happened to be when I was like in the car, like sitting in traffic, yeah. just trying to kill time. Right. And it wasn't actually sort of trolling for sex in the moment. Right. You didn't know when you could have it. Whatever. In other words. All right. So this person and I are chatting back and forth and we we're sending pictures and basically all of a sudden Okay, so we're talking about, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I don't like, you know, I don't want to get fucked. Like, I don't, yeah. th- I'm not into that. Yeah. And then, and so then we, then we haven't sent pictures yet. That's so the we've second talked about, I believe. Yeah, the, the third agreement is don't try to even put a finger <laughs> in my butt or this, whole, this thing's over. Um, and it doesn't make me better. I'm not, I'm just, whatever. We all like certain things. Okay. That's right. And so we then send photos and, he then responds, oh, I wrote it down. He goes, oh, we've met. You're a bottom. And that was it. That was wow. the end. That was the end? He shut you down to Chinatown? Yeah. So I don't know whether he thinks I'm someone else. I think that he's he actually he's someone else. been with. But he didn't say we've slept together. He just said, we've met. You're a bottom. So I just think I just act really bottomy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Maybe that's what it was. That's my point is. Your voice? Yeah, I think Something everything about, about it. me. It was I'm kind just of a big misdirect, Dennis. Yeah, it was the way you turned on your heel. So um, I love just, I love, we've met, you're a bottom. Yeah, and click. We met once, and yeah. literally he could tell by my handshake. He's the bottom whisperer. Yeah, because there was poop on my finger. And that was the end of that. I don't, yeah, that grind. was the end of that. But you I were just, done grind. That was the end of, 
And of and course, then, in that moment, I just thought, well, couch potatoes are going to love this. Okay. <laughs> Do it for the podcast. I'm sitting here with a with yeah. no boner, but uh, we used to um, have this phrase. Remember, we used to talk about doing it for the guys in the truck. Yeah, because I just remember going when I don't know stuff with career and stuff when you would I don't know you you'd go into a meeting and you knew your chances weren't that good or whatever. Or you'd ask a guy out, and mm-hmm. you would feel like, yeah, I don't know, you wouldn't feel that confident, but right. you would tell yourself, do it for the guys in the truck. Like, if it were a reality show, right. the you crew gotta... would think it was hilarious. Well, at least, yeah. Yeah. This will never make, this was never going to air, but yeah. at least will, it'll be funny I'll do it for us. the guys in the truck, yeah. yeah. I want to go ask that guy to dance, but I'm too afraid, and he's in, I know he's going to say no. Oh, but you know what? Right. The guys in the truck will enjoy it. I'm, I'm they're gonna, bored to death. <laughs> I'm going to go do it for the guys in the I truck. I know how bored I am, and I'm living it. So the people out in the truck just yeah. listening to this nonsense that's my life, I'll at least give them, yeah, throw them a bone. But the couch potatoes had given us Yeah, they're real, the boys in the truck. They're the boys in the truck. And they're real. And, and then there's they, the one guy on the treadmill. Yeah, that's right. What was his name? John. James? James. I'm not sure. But can I tell you, uh, we have a new uh, listener in the UK who's stockpiling mm. and catching up. And <laughs> is stockpiling a sex act? Uh, it, it can be because uh, no. I will tell you that uh, you Filthy do Bottom <laughs> does not do here it. to do that. He's not into stockpiling. No, he's, he's not just at here all. for friends. He's just here for friends. Um, but he said that he was on the Gay as a Meatball podcast. He's yeah. digging back a ways, and he said that he thought that that sounded weird, and he went back. Yeah. yeah. It's gay as a maypole. Maypole. Yeah. I read that is, email that he sent. Yes. So um, gay as a maypole, is. it just sounded like meatball and the, the weird accent of that dude. Right. But, well, but if you're Jesse, if you're straight and Hispanic, <laughs> you know, maypole yeah. is not going to be one of the lerds, no. words that you learned. Yeah. But then he sent us the audio clip and it sounded, it sounded as much like meatball as it did maypole. So anyway, yeah. there's that mystery solved. That's so tonight I'm in the shower at the YMCA. Right. It's fun to stay there. And, you know, we I've talked about how I love the Y, the y because it's so the opposite of glamorous. Yeah. And it's just a giant tiled room right. with like nine shower heads in it. Oh, and, right. And Not even just, a private stall. No, no, no. And it's just you and these like ancient old men with their nuts just dragging on the ground. Right. All showering together. And this old, I'm alone in this, with this old man. And of course, he comes in and he goes to the shower head that's right next to me. So we're like almost bumping into one another. And he's, Almost doing that thing from Modern Family. And he's just Splash so down. old. He's so old and short and like Mel Brooks, like super like old and Jewy and old and long scrotum. And, and then he says to me, part, pardon me, boy. I love that he called me boy. Pardon me, boy. And of course in your head you go, is that the truck? No, like that's where you go. And he goes, he goes, pardon me, boy, but do you mind if I ask about your tattoos? (laughs) I love it. And he was really kind of spry, but he's a yeah. thousand and so short. And I go, oh, um, well, you know, the one on my shoulder I got after my little brother got out of uh, the boot camp for the Marines. And he goes, he died in the Marines? And I go, no, no, he's, he's, still, he's still alive. It was when he got out of boot camp in the Marines. And he goes, oh. And then I go, and this one on my arm is my niece's name. And he goes, well, you're a family man. And I go, um, yeah, I get like, what do you say to like, we're naked and we're talking and it's weird. And I go, um, so you're, you're thinking about getting a tattoo. 
which is obviously a joke because he's like 900 years old. And he says, no, 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 no. I'm Jewish. So, uh, and kind of trails off. And I go, oh, of course, the Holocaust. Yes. Because, you know, they would tattoo numbers right, right, of on people. So, but I just thought that maybe they a had lot something of in their faith. Jew- well, and also you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. But because right. of his age, I and, you know, Tony, maybe you could just think things sometimes and not say them. <laughs> but I'm naked in Which a shower with you this in? guy. And so. <laughs> hey, he, can you pass me that soap? And so I did it for the boys in the truck, Dennis. <laughs> and so you- he goes, uh, well, I, no, no, because, you know, I'm Jewish. So and I go, oh, the Holocaust. And he goes, no. And he's so offended. No, we're chicken and cheap. <laughs> and so you gotta tell Joan that She's I literally scurried it. away. Yeah, just totally embarrassed. And no, I think that's funny. Well, he was. Was he pit? Like he, he sounds like he was of, being silly. No, he was kind of yeah making light of how uncomfortable he was that I brought up yeah the Holocaust. And I thought, well, do you want to hear my AIDS jokes? Yeah, but oh man, so yeah, I do have to tell Joan that. But that is pretty funny. Not the Holocaust. We're chicken, chicken and cheap. cheap. Chicken and cheap. Yeah. Right on. So did you do any priding this weekend? I did a little priding. I did a fair amount of priding, actually. Okay. Um, I'll start with Gay Pride Day. Um, I went to Brett's for sangrias, which I didn't have, but I had a Diet Coke. And then a, a few of us met there, Zachary and Brett and Michael Call, who took off, and I didn't see him the rest of the day. And this guy that's a friend of Zachary's named Eddie, who happened to be Mr. Gay USA. Okay. So he hadn't had a carb in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. and But he was like a blonde, little blonde twink guy that was really nice. Um, but, you know, a sash holder. That's, you know, we're, yeah. going, we're going out on the boulevard with a title holder. He's yeah. proud. Yes. He is proud. And, you know, and, that's um, good. Uh, at Thanksgiving, Brett had everybody do little flip videos about something about Thanksgiving memories. So for Pride, we all had to tell a story about the first time we told somebody out loud that we were gay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really remember that. Well, I had a guy on Grinder call me a bottom. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, you could totally do it. I mean, because that yeah. was someone calling me really yeah. gay. Yeah. Did you ever tell any? Who was the first person you told out loud? Because I don't really have those moments. Yeah, I don't really recall. I guess probably my best girlfriend in college, or I mean in high school, Michelle. Yeah. Who now runs the um, Chandler Center for Performing Arts outside of Phoenix. Right. And just booked Joan to come and do a show there next March and request, they requested me to as the open. opener. Yeah. So Fantastic. it'll be like a local boy makes good kind of a thing. full circle moment. Yeah. yeah. That's so, beautiful. And she's lesbian now, by the way. And was she cool? When yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Cause we never dated. We were just like best right. friends and she knew I was gay and whatever, but she was cool about it. Yeah. And she goes in your bottom too. Right. And I was like, yeah. stop. Why does everyone think yeah, what that? What the hell? Um, so anyway, go, yes. Um, well, I didn't, I couldn't think of a good story with that so I took it I twisted the theme a little I, t- I pulled a Madonna and I tore yeah. out that fourth agreement I don't need the fourth agreement no don't be- <laughs> stupid but um so I talked about the first time somebody told me they were gay in a way and that I did not handle it very well did I ever tell you the story about the guy when I worked at Burger King no okay so I was it was a summer after my but senior year he was supposed to get to have it his way Dennis <laughs> he didn't get to have it his way God. at all I think I want to speak to your supervisor. This is when I was in OT, and I would say like stuff like Whopper minus lettuce. 
Whopper Jr. Heavy pickle. Like there was a link. Heavy pickle. <laughs> heavy pickle. Oh, that reminds I me. I was a fantastic. That's OT. like the guy with the big dick that just laid it on my shoulder. That's what that move is called. Lay the heavy pickle. D- That's the heavy pickle. He totally heavy pickled me when we were in bed, and he just laid his cock on my shoulder. Like what? Am I, what am I burping it? I don't know what you're. What it am with I? Cheese, supposed- I think too. Heavy pickle with cheese. No, it was there was thankfully Go no ahead. cheese. But anyway, so I was I was an OT back in the days. It was uh-huh. right after my senior year before I went to college. And this kid who I'd never met before, because in my small town, everyone knew each other and went to school all their life, who was my age, came to stay for the summer because his bro- older brother lived there in the town. And um, he uh, worked at, he was a manager at the Burger King. And he was kind of cute. He was cute. And he was like a cheerleader, like a male cheerleader. Yeah. That's I, I know so they're not sc- having I'm that so in Holbrook, Arizona. I'm already scared. I'm freaked out by that. But mm-hmm. you know what? I think it's good. I think that's great. And um, one day, I after my shift, um, uh, we um, I was sitting in my car, my um, AMC Hornet, um, getting ready to leave. And he comes and he knocks on the window, and I roll down the window, and he gives me a rose. And I said, "What's this for?" He didn't say, give me an R. <laughs> no. Give me an O. He just ready. handed it right to oh, you. He didn't do ready, okay, or anything. Jeez. And I, I go, what's this for? And he goes, uh, it's for you. And I'm like, why? And he goes, I wanted you to have it. Okay. Thanks. Rolled up the window and like freaked out. Didn't know what I was going to do. Like I He went, wanted to heavy pickle you. He wanted to heavy pickle me. Dennis. But I didn't know about heavy pickling. I didn't know anything. So but did you feel like you wanted to heavy no, pickle him? No. But later I kind of did, but not Yeah, he was he was he wasn't wrong. He was early. So after You hadn't even thought those thoughts. Not thought- really. In a in a sort of like way of like wanting to be somebody's friend. Like there were guys in school that I had crushes on and I wanted to be around them and like be friends with them, but I didn't like, even in my fantasies, I didn't quite go there you yet. You didn't want to kiss their bodies? No, not in that way. Not not in such a conscious way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I would have dreams where, like, I would be having... Where stuff came out? Where stuff came out, or, like, I'd be having my... Like, I when I jacked off or whatever, I'd pretend there was some girl who was just nebulous girl, and then... Oh, it's Willie Ames from Wait Is Enough. Come on in. Like, like there were hints. <laughs> you have a face. <laughs> I, can, I recognize hey, you. Hey, Dennis, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Da- um, this is while my you're date, Blur. Female blob. Is, <laughs> Willie, Blur, Blur, Willie. But it, <laughs> perhaps you've seen him in Paradise with Willie Phoebe Cates. Willie Ames, this, and is my, this is my wife, jo- uh, Joanna Glass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And perhaps you've seen Willie in the movie Scavenger Hunt, in which he wore tight, sexy angel flight pants. Yeah, or but I'm zapped, not gay. zapped, where he is uh, with Scott Bale, or yeah, Scott Bale, right? Often in a half. Wait, a who's half that? Fish- Willie? Did you tell who somebody? Said Scott Bale? Did someone mention my name? <laughs> Hi, faceless lady. But back to you, Willie Ames and hot Dennis. So anyway, Dennis, I have two words for you. <laughs> what? Heavy pickle. <laughs> So um, so I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I had this wor- rose, and I'm just like, oh, my God, what's happening? And so I went and oh told my, my gr- best girlfriend, um, Holly, and we were like, it's okay. It's, you know, whatever. It's fine. And then uh, – Did you pray for him? I didn't pray for him, but I took the flower home, and I told my mother that they had had a, an event at the at the Elks Club and that these were left over, and they just brought them to us at 
um, at the Burger King. At the Burger King. And so my mother loved and nursed and put it in water, my big gay rose. And then a few days go by. I didn't know what to say to him. I was awkward and uncomfortable. And um, I think he felt a little jilted, like he misread something. I feel bad about this. I was not, I could have been cooler. And then he put a note in my crossword puzzle dictionary in my locker. Because I guess I did the crossword during my break. And uh, it said um, something about, Dennis, I think you're really great. And I would like to spend as much time as possible with you before I leave. Um, and then he signed his name and then I wrote on the bottom of the note, um, I think you're a great guy, but I'm really not interested. (laughs) And the weird thing was my friends and I, I told my friends about this and we sort of made fun of him. And I, I think we talked about doing a prank call, but I hope we never did it. But you know what I mean? It was me and this other guy. I was think a it huge is so queen. sweet that you have He was a this, my huge queen yeah. hairdresser friend. And we right. would sit around making jokes because the guy's name was Gary. And we used to say, take the R out of Gary. and it, you, know, you sang it, yeah. you faggots. <laughs> you two faggots <laughs> we were singing, sing, take, take the, the R, R out, out of Gary, Gary. And it's gay. And that proved how gay <laughs> Gary is. <laughs> And then you would listen to Chorus Line, right? Yes. Am I, yes. And then we listen to Sylvia sing, Nobody, oh, well, you're nobody. That we were obsessed song. with Sylvia. That was like my friend was so gay. Yeah. But he couldn't be gay because he loved Sylvia. Right. Gay as a maypole. <laughs> gay as a maypole. And butt. then I feel bad about that. I would have been nicer to him if I could turn back time. And... um so that was my gay pride story. And I don't know where he is now. Well, and later I had an erotic dream about him. Of course. Like a, a month later or whatever. And that ship had sailed. And you don't remember enough of his name to be able to track him down or anything? I think I looked online once mm-hmm. on Facebook, but I didn't find him. Okay. I don't remember how you spell his last name. I'll see. Um, Maybe I'll type in take the R out of Gary and it's oh gay boy. and see what comes up. Probably that faggot hairdresser. <laughs> um <laughs> So I didn't go to any gay pride stuff, right. which is not shocking because I don't participate in things usually. But, um, but I did uh, take Penelope to a concert Saturday night at the Gibson Amphitheater, which was Stacey Q, the Cover Girls, Debbie Deb, Shannon, Lisa Lisa, and Expose. Holy shit! It who was opens the and who closes? Hot ninety two. They all they all closed. Dennis, <laughs> they all closed. Read the um, list again, and I want to guess who was last. Well, the, I read it in the order okay. that they performed. So Stacey Q comes out. Right. And here's she's the a, thing. She's the opener. She's got First two songs. First of all, I'm like, um, I say to Penelope, if, St- if Stacey Q doesn't have a side ponytail, she needs to turn right around and go backstage <laughs> and get one. Right? Yeah. And out comes, you know, and keep in mind, all of these people are now in their 50s. Yeah. And she's, she's still like, hi, you guys. I want to <laughs> sing my songs for you. And you're like, what, really? And she's very Shelley Duvall, super skinny, bony, and she's in black bike shorts and like a black sparkly shirt with like a black satin jacket yeah. just fastened at the waist and kind of open, but no side ponytail. But she looks really sickly and old, like she looks like a cancer lady or something. Yeah. She should be on Food House. She's so skinny. Yeah, like her knees are enormous. When you yeah. look at her legs, it's just bony knock knees. And then she comes out and she's like, two of hearts, two hearts that beat as one. And then she's like, she's like, as one. I need you, need you. Like she literally can't even get, she's winded. She's she from needs to do singing more cardio. two of hearts. Yeah. Well, 
And then she sings Strangy. her other song, which is completely different. We connect, which is exactly, it might as well be the same karaoke track. <laughs> like, I don't even think it's, I literally think it's the same track and yeah. she just made up some more lyrics, like, on wow. the way. And, um, and then the cover girls come out and they're, like, really hot and they're all in white. And, I don't remember their big song. Zuh. Um, and... But I think it's just an original cover girl and then two young, hot, 20-somethings. Right. And they were fun. And then Johnny O, who I don't even really remember, he was either. this, like, Latino, really high singing guy who would do, like, the splits in the middle of a song and, like, make the audience cheer and cheer and cheer until he they cheered enough. And then he would lift himself out back out of the splits, you know, yeah. using just his leg muscles and then finish the song. But now he's like over fifty. Yeah. So and he looks like that comedian Paul Rodriguez. Okay. And he's like kind of paunchy. Sure. And he can't do the split. He has to do the one where the back leg is bent. Yeah. And you don't know if he's going to be able to get up or not. No. It's not about the cheering. It's yeah. about are people going to come out and help him up? Yeah. And then he like and how he's many like splits did he do? Kind of fat and and he he keeps like being like woo and. You know, I can't hear you. And it's like, well, yeah, you have hearing problems. Like, yeah, yeah you, of course you can't hear us. And yeah, but so he was kind of terrible, but that was awesome. And then Debbie Deb, you know, is when I hear music, it makes I don't me think, dance. Maybe I would know that. Na, 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 yeah, okay. And she's 1,700 pounds. She's Marissa Jarrett Winoker, like 50 years old, gigantic fat ass. And but she was fun. She's okay. like fat and she's dancing around and just shaking her fucking fat and singing. And but the good thing about this concert was it was like, hi, I had two hits. So guess how many songs I'm doing? Yes. Two. And then I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not, not gonna, giving you I'm new not stuff off out a my guitar. new album. No. no. No one's bringing I anything. I haven't been down. thinking about the environment lately. No, I'm gonna no. sing. This one's for the dolphins. These are my two hits, and then I'm <laughs> in the fucking car. I've got kids to tuck in. Yeah. I've got you know. I open at Burger King tomorrow morning. Yeah. Heavy pickle. And so I don't have. And then Shannon comes out, and she's, she's got let some, the music yeah, play, I know and that she's shit. a black lady who comes out in a super mini skirt and fishnets that were really working overtime, and um, and she goes, and now the Marines. And like it goes, brum, bump, brum, and like that's not one of her songs. And right. like these five Marine guys come marching out, and they stand there. And now she's gonna do like let the music play, and these Marines are just standing there with their arms behind their back. And you're like, what? And then she rips her sh her shirt off, and she's in a bikini top, and this big sort of fat lady kind of stomach like gut hanging out. Sure. And she starts like freak dancing and she freak dances on all the Marines and she won't stop saying, I love America. I love this country. Woo USA. And she's like rubbing her Jiny on their dress blues. And then one of the Marines wants to be a rapper. So she let him rap. Okay. And he's like, yo, fucking, fucking, fuck that pussy and fuck you, fuck, fuck. Like in his Marine uniform. And I'm like, I don't think they're allowed to do this. Yeah. So that was um, off the hook. That's and then Lisa Lisa comes out. And, you know, all these years later with all the money she's made, still no neck. <laughs> and she just comes out and she's like a tiny little miniature fat Paula Abdul. Like, was she's there a so jam? No, because okay. they're really trying to lower their overhead. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally here's it's Lisa Lisa and CD player. 
There's they no bought, cult jam. They went to a karaoke store and bought the compilation Best of the Eighties, and then just tried to call no the joke. People it's literally it. in the style of Lisa Lisa. <laughs> like she's buying karaoke tracks to her own songs, and basically, I was calling the whole concert the "We Can't Hit the High Notes Anymore" tour. <laughs> oh, because sure. Because all of these people can't hit the notes, and you're like. Dude, it's your song. Like, get a track made in a lower key. Yeah. There's no shame in that. That happens when you get older. Because Diana Ross now, she's just like, I'm coming out. I want the world. Like, she's a full-on alto, and that's totally cool. Yes. But Lisa Lisa. What are her hits? Well, All Cried Out. Okay. And Head to Toe. And yeah, she had so many good songs. And she was awesome. And her gratitude was so real. And Penelope and I were really touched. And also, for some reason, it was all Hispanic people. So I'm thinking it's just going to be a bunch of gay guys with a girl that they convinced to come with them. Where is it at? At the Gibson. And it was sold out. Wow. But it was like prisoners and thugs and i saw a man with a misspelled tattoo it said happiness but it was h-a-p-p-y-n-e-s-s and well that could be a shout out to the will smith film maybe maybe he just took the dvd in there and said i want happiness because i'm really trying to work on my happiness Um, there was a or maybe there's a reason in the movie that it's spelled that way right but i think that the reason that it's misspelled on this guy was beer yeah. Um, and then I did a little outreach because when I was in line to get some popcorn, because I was like, we got there. It starts at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And as we walked to our seat, we passed the booth, the, the sound booth. Right. And he had the set list with the order and the times. Expose is not even coming on until, until 1040. Yeah. And it's seven o'clock now. And I'm knowing we're going to be here till at least 11. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm having some popcorn. Like, if I'm in here for four hours, I'm going to need a snack. Yeah, of course. So I go to get my popcorn, and there's this very thuggish Mexican prisoner-like looking guy who's in front of me in line, and he goes, you getting a beer, dude? And then he kind of starts looking at my outfit after he asked that, and he literally squinches his face up because I'm wearing, like, faggoty silver high-top sneakers and tight jeans and a really tight T-shirt. So... he was like bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was totally. Yeah. And I go, uh, no, just a popcorn. And he goes, all right, well, my lady's back at the seat and there, you have to, you can only get one beer per person. So will you come and stand next to me so that you can, so I can get two beers. And I was like, yeah, totally. No problem. And then we kind of chatted a little and I guess because I was so cool and I didn't say anything to the sales girl about him being my boyfriend or anything. Like when it was done, he was like, you have a good night, dude. He was like, that was really cool of you, man. You have a good night. And I felt like I turned like a thug around. Like, I feel like he's I not going to kill. I think that's a beautiful moment of connection. I kind of feel like he regrets killing those gay guys. I think it's A beautiful. little bit. Because of me. beautiful. Um, and I like it. And then Exposé came out. And here's the thing with Exposé. The one girl that I always thought was Filipino. Yes. Is maybe Hispanic. Penelope's convinced she's half black. And I go, why? And she goes, look at her hair. And I go, just because you have curly hair doesn't make you half black. <laughs> but um, she sounds amazing. She's got every note. She's the expose experience. Yeah. Then there's the brunette, like the white chick brunette, who is becoming like a China. She's like a female wrestler now. Like she's super roidy. Okay. She looks like a pirate wench. Okay. And she's super burly and manly and like really awkward. And she still can't do their little 80s choreography. And she's really like, Brr! 
And then the blonde, white lady blonde, Penelope figured out must be born again. Because everyone's trying to like, we still got it. So everyone's wearing way too little clothing and showing too much. And yeah. then, except for the blonde lady from Expose. She is like fucking a big high collar with a choker, long sleeve, full length slacks to the ground. Very blousy. She's not showing any shape or skin. It's just black. Like she's not trading on her sex appeal anymore because of Jesus. And then at one point they like let her sing like a minute of some gospel song. Oh boy. Yeah. And so you could, Penelope was like, I'm telling you, this was the phone call. The Filipino girl calls her and is like, we're going back on the road. And she's like, I can't, I don't sing that music anymore. I only right. sing for the Lord and da, da da da. And she was like, well, look, we'll let you, we'll let you sing like half of a gospel song. Like they negotiated it basically. Yeah, sure. And that was how they did it. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do any of the sexy choreography. Like, you know, it was, that yeah. was the deal. No cock rings. No, but, um, so, yeah, and then, you know, they close with, you're taking me to the point. Yeah, the follow-up. Did they sing, um, I'll never get over I love that song. Getting over So, anyway, so that was an awesome, me. awesome time. And then I took Penelope home, and then I went to a circuit party. I knew that because, you know what? Somebody told me at Pride that you were there, and I was like, what? So, I just got this email that was like, the Wonderland dance party yes. on the Paramount back lot. Yes. And it was like half price right now for like an hour or something. Right. So I bought a ticket because they're like $100 a ticket. Yeah. So I bought a ticket for like 50 bucks or whatever it was. And I emailed Tom Ford thinking he'd want to go with me. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's a circuit party, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's like on the back lot and let's dance into the circuit. Like I totally didn't fucking connect it. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going. So now I'm alone. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to fucking go. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm going to go. Yeah. And so it wasn't – it was supposed to be like 3,000 guys. Yeah, on the back it was, I heard it was a, not as many people It was up. maybe like 500, maybe more yeah. like 300. But so I didn't really – I ran into a couple of people that I know. Right. And it was, it was fine, and they were not fucked up or anything. There was a lot of people with their eyes bugged out, grinding yeah. their teeth. Right. And they did play that one song the whole night that there was never a lyric. Right. The whole like two hours I was there. Did you see the fireworks? They had amazing fireworks. They had these aerialists that were really sexy and cool and stuff. And I ended up befriending a straight bartender like that. That's me at a circuit party. Right. I can't even do a fucking circuit party correctly. Right. I end up making a new friend who it turns out works at E. He's interning at Ryan Seacrest Productions. Oh, wow. And I happen to know his boss. So I, I ended that. up emailing his boss today to say what a great employee he was. Because he was like, it's my dream. I can't believe I'm finally working at Ryan Seacrest Productions. And he's a free employee, and he's so fucking proud to work there. I was like, this guy, you need to give him a full-time job. Because he is so thrilled to be there and so excited about Ryan Seacrest Productions and shit. So That's cool. Yeah, so no, didn't get laid, didn't do any drugs, didn't really dance. Made a new straight friend. That was a good, that's a good night. That's a good pull. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I was there earlier in the day because I was at the LifeWorks. Um, yeah, I didn't thing. know anything about that on the Paramount back lot, but whatever. Okay. Uh, it was on the same property. So as yeah. it was transitioning, um, it turned into the, into the um, Wonderland party. And mm-hmm. I did my, my, um, there's a guy in my spinning class named Steven who does a lot of the LifeWorks stuff. And mm. Michael is in my spinning class as well. And, um, they wanted me to talk to people on the red carpet. So I talked to like Jerry Jewell and interview them and for their internal mm-hmm. thing. 
who did I talk to? Jerry Jewell, um, Dustin Lance Black, mm-hmm. uh, Jack McEnroth, um, and then some other people. Like when they come down, and you don't know who they are, and you're like, who yeah. are they? And it turns um, out it's Jerry Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was two of the people from Pretty Hurts. Uh, the secretary. Now, yeah. have your has your episode? My aired? episode is not aired, as far as I know. Uh, but it's gonna be excruciating. And have you been watching it? Well, the show is so bad. Well, I just kind of seen trailers. Yeah, and no, clips it's awful. Stuff. Yeah, but also you can't be that plastic surgeon guy with that face that he has, and then on every episode talk about how you've never had anything done. Is he saying that? Yeah, because he and looks it's crazy. Like, you look insane. Yeah. So. That's yeah. bullshit. Um, so, um, wow, I didn't think I had we, we had much to talk about. We had so much. Um, let, I'll, we'll just break down some short things. Um, I saw Super 8 on Friday. Have yes, you seen it? I have not. Um, we saw, I saw it at the Vista, which is my favorite theater in L.A. Okay. Have you been there? Is that the one in? Los Feliz. Yes. And since they, they did a redo a few years ago, but there's tons of leg room. It's under $10. I love it. Um, I liked it very much. Uh, it was fun. It was like a throwback to the 80s mm-hmm. and um when you see it we can discuss it if okay. you see it um we're gonna be on a podcast this weekend anyone that listens to uh gray drake's podcast which is called yes. popcorn mafia yes is that right yes um and i know it's on live i guess it streams live at three o'clock california time this yeah. saturday the excuse me the 18th um but then i think it also replays or you can yeah. download it or whatever but we're going to be discussing the movies uh, Beginners and Cruisin'. Have you seen Beginners yet? I have not seen Beginners, yeah. and I need to rewatch Cruisin'. I think I have the DVD. Yeah. I should have. Or if it's not on DVD, I have it. Um, I do have one more story. Yes, please. Do you have a story? Um, I might. Do yours first, and then I'll figure okay. out what mine is. Um, um, I, you know, I've been working out with this trainer at Gold's Gym because I had to leave my trainer. Do you like this new one? Um, he's amazing. He's fantastic, and I really, really like it. But Good. I'm really upset that my previous trainer for a year and a half, when I was like, um, I'm going to take like a little break, and and he was like, okay, like I'm really bummed that he was like, why? What's up? Like he didn't want to know. What he was just like apparently really happy to be rid of me. <laughs> So, um, did you tell him in person or on the phone or I in called a message him. or, yeah, I called him and he answered and was like, okay, bye. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And I thought, well, maybe he's like upset or something and is like just getting off the phone. Cause he doesn't, I don't know. Whatever. That was that. Screw him. Um, so gold's gym. Yes. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. All right. It's just, right. it's beyond it's such a fucking queer bar it's just so awful and um last friday the power went out on the whole street oh wow and so my trainer called me at nine o'clock in the morning we were supposed to work at 11 he was like bro the power's out on the entire street so don't come down here just stay in bed you need to rest you need to be rebuilding tissue repair and he said a bunch of shit that i would right nine o'clock in the morning i was sleeping so i'm not really listening Anything that starts off with bro or dude, I can only half listen at that right. point. Because you're so turned on. I know. No, I, I no. know that feeling. It's the opposite of it. And so, um, heavy pickle. And so, <laughs> he, but anyway, he's like, but I'll just, I'll call you when the power's back on. So, he calls me at like three and he's like, can you be here by four? And I go, yeah. So, I worked out from four to five. Right. At five o'clock, they have a DJ at Gold's Gym 
that spins from five to like midnight on Friday nights. They have a DJ. And I walked right up and I go, are we just not even pretending this is a gym anymore? Yeah. Like, do you have a guy in underwear selling jello shots? Yeah. This is like, <laughs> can we just move this leg press machine out of yeah. here? There's no room to dance. Like, yeah. That's right. That's what I was literally going to get butt fucked on the preacher bench. Like, yeah. what? Why? This is so. I was like, well, isn't that's what it's all about anyway? Well, because the people that are pretending working out that at it's about Friday fitness, night, yeah. they're gonna go take a disco nap, right? So basically, they'll like go work out at like six, seven, or eight, or whatever before they go to the club, yeah. so to get like a pump, so they can wear an inappropriately youthful tank top. Yeah, which I do all the time, uh, and some of which you hand sew. Yeah, or you sew with your machine. We'll get to that. And th- that's like the pre-party now. Yeah, I like it. No, I don't like it. And so then I go. So I go and take my shower because, as a bottom, I had a six thirty appointment for a manicure pedicure. Right. And so I was like, well, I need to have a you know a good thorough because I don't yeah. like to shower at Gold's because it's you know that way. But anyway, so. <laughs> I um you have so many crazy rules because it's like people will literally try to accidentally butt fuck you there. Like it's so hypersexualized. Really? Yeah, really? it is so. Wow. Do you know a guy got in the shower with me one time? Years ago, when I used to work out there, I was in the yeah. shower and it's a little stall with a curtain, and I heard yeah. the click, click, click of my shower thing open. Yeah. And this guy just tried to get in the shower with me, and I instinctively pulled my arm back like I was going to throw a punch. Right. And I've never punched anyone. Right. Um, and he was like, oh, sorry. And he kind of scurried away. And I don't know, maybe he was super hot and sexy and I should have done it. Like, it could have been Brad Pitt. Right. It, I did, wasn't thinking. My vision was blurred. I was so freaked out. Right. So it's a regret. But anyway, I could have had <laughs> hot shower sex. Yeah. And the DJ music was pumping. Anyway, right. so I'm in the shower. Manny was spinning. It was great. I'm in the shower and... Um, you have to open your little shower curtain in order to dry off because the stalls are really, really small. Right. So in order to like spread your legs so you can like dry off, right. you kind of have to open the thing. So I'm drying off and this person goes walking by, but he didn't linger. He looked really quickly and he was like, hey, and I was like, hey, like it was not, it was very cursory. I didn't really even look at him. And I hear he gets in the stall that's like right next to me. And I remember thinking I didn't hear a click, 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 click of the shower curtain rings closing. But I heard the water come on because it's like right next to me. Right. And I remember thinking while I'm drying off, that's kind of odd, but whatever. And I'm drying. It's like 30 seconds later. And I hear his voice go, hey, man, you got to see this. And I'm kind of looking around like, wait, there's nobody else. He must be talking to me, but we yeah. don't know each other. And right. so I put my towel around my waist and I look around the corner. I was like, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? He's hard and he's pointing at his dick. That's so great. So he was around the corner. Hey, man, you got to see this. And then he's just no words. <laughs> Heavy just tickle, point, man. Point, point, How was it? Point, point, point. So now here's where I am, Dennis. Okay. What are you supposed to do with that? Uh, half of me is like, how very dare you? Yeah. What do you? Th-? And the other half is like, thanks for that. I yeah. like looking at him. Yeah. I love looking. at. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for yeah. showing me your penis. Right. I like looking. But then the other half is like, well, I have one. Yeah. So what does yours do that's so special? Does it shoot sparks? Maybe. Gonna play ring toss? Was it, um, was it a nice one? Was it lovely? I guess. It was, uh, Dennis, in that scenario, I wasn't like I had any perspective. It was okay. so unexpected. Well, you, would know, you would know if it was sizable or like it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. I, 
Dennis, it was a free rock hard penis. So that's good. You don't look a gift cock in the no, mouth. You do I believe not. that is the expression. Yeah. So anyway, so it was so weird. And so then I went downstairs and went back to the DJ and said, I hope you're happy. Some guy just showed me his dick in the showers. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, he thought he was at Probe and it was nice. Yeah, and I blame the DJ. Yeah. I just blame the DJ. That's really so, good, though. There you go. I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so basically my choices are old Jews that don't yeah. like my Holocaust jokes. No. Or middle-aged gays that... You know, or Viagra it up and want to brag about it. There you go. Dude, you got to see this. I love that. As yeah, though it were I don't like, gotta. There was nothing so must good. see about it. Um, I'm going to rifle through my post most note really quick. Uh, Tony from uh, Mexico, I think he got a promotion at Blue Chairs. <laughs> he emailed me on Facebook something uh, that said, I'm in charge at Blue Chairs. I don't know. The English is not so good. But he got something's going on there with Maybe he's he would be in charge of the show. Do you think now? I don't. I'm I don't know because you're telling us a story that has no point or ending. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what it could mean. I haven't seen the email. Yeah, the po- <laughs> I know, right? The point is, when we go back, he could be running that whole goddamn place. Wow, that's awesome. No, I think yeah, but I he hasn't gotten the DVDs I sent him. So you think you can dance? So why? I wonder Damn why Mexico. it takes so long. I don't know. Do they have to like ride into town on a burrow? Yeah, possibly. Um, I went to the Outfest launch party and looked around and thought that all these people that I've known for so long are getting older. I had one of those parties. Yeah, I'm glad you're realizing it. <laughs> Except not me. I've everyone decided. over here on this side of the couch, we've been talking about that shit for years. No, but it's but weird right. when you, there are certain events Annual that really, events. where you yeah. go, wow, all right. But yeah. I love Outfest. Same so old, same old. <laughs> um, so we went to, so, so the gay pride thing. So what, um... We, we went to Brett's house, and then we were going to hit some bars, like mm-hmm. Trunks, and then it was a lot of like, okay, we're going to go to Trunks, then we're going to Mickey's, and then we'd hear Born This Way, and then we'd go somewhere else, and when they'd hear Born This Way, and um, I decided to try to celebrate all the things that people hate about Pride, you know, where everyone's like, <laughs> I don't want to park, and it's $20, and I was like, I'm going to be the opposite of that guy. I'm going to go with it, How right? long did that last? Most of the day. How many Born This Ways? Most of the, like four Born This Ways. Okay. So I came up with this idea of... And Brett did a total, he totally took it and fixed it. But I was like, what if you were to say to somebody, just because there are a lot of cute people, what if you were to say to them, hey, hi, I'm Dennis, and uh, I just want you to know that you're, uh, you are just jumped onto my list of top five hottest guys at Pride. And Brett was like, you don't do the intro. You mm-hmm. don't do the hi. No, yeah. that's bullshit. You grab him by the neck, pull him in, and say, you're one of the hot five hottest guys here at Pride, and then just push him away. No. You don't like you don't approve of either. This is what you do. <laughs> you walk up and you go. You gotta see this. <laughs> you gotta and you just start pointing at your dick. <laughs> you gotta see this, or you walk up and you go heavy pickle. <laughs> and then pickle, either they it. get it or they don't. They don't. They either get it or don't. You don't have to spell it it's out. It's like a litmus test. Yeah. You go heavy pickle, and they're right. like, "Meet me in the porta potty." It's on. It is on like yeah. flan. So Brett did use that on somebody and got some digits. So there's that. But he did have to do a rewrite. He wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. I thought my my way was too like you know Book of Mormon. Hello, my name is Elder Hensley. Um, 
<laughs> I want to do a gay pride montage with a song, like a, a slowed down disco song of all the people leaving the festival who are super fucked up and sunburned and walking into walls. Can't and there was one the guy and there's somebody's helping them. Like I'm talking semi-conscious. Right, right, one right. guy had blood coming down his face. Yeah. Like just like, you know, that wasn't blood Dennis. That was pride juice. <laughs> He's so proud, yeah. he can't even keep it in inside his skin. Right. That because there I saw a few of those super messy people. Oh yeah. Um, and then, oh, do you know who I saw at the circuit party? Um, who? He who made me anger. Oh, fuck. Remember, I was dating that guy Ricky. Yes. And we broke up the one that graphic he, designer he thought that he found no. drugs in my car but it turned out it was a cinnamon breath mint oh yeah and i broke up with him and he goes i'm sorry i didn't mean to make you anger right he was there and i wrote back you made me very anger how was he how was it um he is so chinky i literally i was trying to have a conversation with him and i could i was like i guess i haven't dated an asian guy in a while yeah. Because I could not understand anything he said. I was like, how is it that you've lived in this country like two additional years since I last saw you and your English is actually worse? Like, I can understand Asian people. I can fucking figure out what they're saying. Like, I, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I was like, I, he would say things and I was like, I don't know. What, I can't. Eggplant? What? No, I don't, I don't like nothing. Was there a spark? Uh, Not from him. Yeah. For me, For you, you would totally, but I think he, he thinks I'm uh, the evil white devil. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, but it was so funny that I was like, how is it that I dated this person for like four months? Yeah. And we had conversations and now he's just like, ching tong, chong, chong, And I'm like, I literally, that's, there was not one English syllable. It, it was literally like, you know, like Chinese characters, yeah. how they look. Those are what was coming out of his mouth. Right, the subtitles. Visibly at yeah. me. And I was just like, I don't even know what, yeah. what to do with that. All right. So that was funny, I thought. Um, I went and saw Terrence, uh, our friend Terrence, yeah, do his dance dancing. show on Thursday. And it was really fun. It, he takes that Sweaty Sundays class with a bunch of those like, Los Feliz Silver 8 right. people in American Apparel outfits. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the recital, there was a, like a hip-hoppy number. A little more hip-hoppy, but very like accessible, like... um. Janet Jackson. They did a section from Rhythm Nation. Come right. on. Um, and there was a dancer in it that was particularly enchanting, mm -hmm. shall we say. And I thought he was enchanting. And afterwards, I went up and said, I thought you guys were great and blah, blah, blah. And he teaches a class. And now I'm going to go take his class. And... Um, so you're going to bust a move and then make a move? I might bust a move slash and then make a move. And, uh, but he's hey, the, teacher, you got to see this. He, and then you point <laughs> he, at your deck. He is, Just which I love right is it. that, um, I went on his website. I don't want to say his name because it's so early, but, um, he, <laughs> he doesn't know, uh, that I think about him. But, anyways, <laughs> don't bring him a rose. I'll <laughs> tell you that you much. What's that for? Oh, what's, God. that was my tone. It's like, what's that for? <laughs> anyways, um, he uh, is very hip hoppy and you know, uh, and, and teaches that style. But um, he, I think, he goes by his first and his middle name and his last name Super Jewish. Uh -huh. So if you go on his website, there's like articles from his hometown, the Yenta. Yeah, yeah, I love that. The Yenta Herald. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so the Yenta Kvetch. 
so these really cute articles yeah. and it's like you know about being a hip hop dancer and, all and they're that all stuff. just pinching his cheek yeah in, in exactly the stories. Mm, bubba he's such a good boy <laughs> yes. and he dances <laughs> totally what it is but I I'm don't all... like the music he dances to, but he's very talented. <laughs> Why couldn't you just do the Broadway? Why do you have that number to do... from anything goes is charming? Yeah. So I know. So there's that. Make a slash bust a move possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh fun night. Oh, and I won a raffle for some baked goods. So maybe <laughs> when you're done with your P Town thing, we can go get twenty five dollars worth of baked goods oh, from man. someplace in the edgy land of Silver Lake. Uh, that might be it. I well, want to, you're, let's talk about your sewing. I love that you've taken up sewing. Well, yeah, because you know, I'm melting away and yeah. I'm just, I'm just starving myself down to, you know, uh, it's dangerous. Um, no, but I did have that popcorn and, um, so yeah, I just have, I have had this sewing machine that, that Dennis gave to me years ago. Dennis Because Mayo? Dennis and Terrence had this sewing machine that they were never, ever going to use. Right on. I didn't know and where it, it was, came from. And I said something about, I think I need to buy a sewing machine because I, first of all, all of my, like I have to take in, in order for, to fit my big ass and legs, I have to buy pants that are too big and then I have to have them taken in. And I thought if I could right. just learn to do that, I would save myself a fortune. Right. And you know, and so whatever. And so I just got a Groupon for a little two hour sewing lesson and she came right to the house. She came to the house. She was she enchanting. And she was so awesome. I actually brought her back last week for like a brush up. Yeah. Because there was something wrong with the sewing machine and it actually took her a while to even figure it out. So it wasn't like you didn't plug it in. Right. Thank God. Um, and she was like, wow, I've never seen that happen before. It was this weird button got pushed. But anyway. Okay. And so, yeah. So now I've, um, I'm, you know, been taking in my little baby t-shirts to make them even tinier i guess is... there you go so yeah well i'm excited you you picked up a new skill so and... the good news is after we eat those cupcakes when i have to let everything back out that i won i will be able that's to that's cool uh, to I... do that i did have one thing that i wanted to read i guess i can end on this yes because i think my my list is good i found an article today um on I don't know what Jezebel or Gawker or one of those websites. Um, and it's the real reason gay men don't get fat. And it's written by, um, what made you think of that? Brian Moylan. <laughs> I know that name. Yeah. He's a really funny writer that writes it on Gawker. Um, and it's a long, I suggest people go on Gawker. It is Gawker. Cause I'm looking at it printed out here. Okay. Um, and just go read the article, but there was, I'll read it like these two paragraphs. Cause I thought they were, Hilarious. The point is Simon Noonan has a book coming out called Gay Men Don't Get Fat. Okay. And it's kind of a takeoff on French women don't get fat. Right. And about how because they walk, but they eat fabulous foods yes. and they do all that, but and then they don't get fat because right. their lives are so fabulous. And so this is kind of joking the joke. But he's like, there's no joke here. Yeah. Gay man, don't get fat, and I'm going to fucking just say why. And so this is his theory. Oh, good. I want to read it. There is only one thing that keeps gay men in shape. Fear. Yes, every gay, at least those of the stereotypical abdominal-obsessed physique that populates Fire Island and Palm Springs, is brought about by because gay men are afraid that they will be alone for the rest of their lives. If a gay man is not serving body while competing to find a trick or a boyfriend in one of the more muscle-bound climates of gay culture, then he will most surely be shut out. That's why gay men don't get fat, because if they don't have pecs, guns, and glutes, they're going home alone. 
gay men, unlike their straight counterparts, don't have the luxury of just staying in fighting shape long enough to find a partner before letting their bodies fall to shit. No, gay men have to get buff, get married, and stay buff. Why? Three ways. <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. There are countless committed gay couples out there who like to either play on the side or invite guest stars into their bed. And you're not going to get any A-list guest stars if you're giving D-list torso with a four-star gut. So yes, gay men go to the gym to stay competitive. But since the man-eating marathon doesn't end at marriage, they just keep on competing and competing and competing until death do they part. The funny thing about the gay competition is that because men are so visually stimulated, the only piece on the chessboard that matters is having that traditional lean body. If straight men are lacking, if straight men are lacking in some area, they can make up for it by becoming rich or powerful, which are things that women find just as attractive as a washboard stomach. But uh, for gay men, only body will do. So it it's goes true. on and it's just an interesting yeah. theory that it's not even a theory. It's just like, yeah, yeah. That, of course. But I love the idea that at least straight people can get married and be like, okay, I've, yes, you know, but gay guys are like, no, we, now we have to stay hot, not for each other, but for these new tricks or these. New yes. Things. It never ends. It never, it ends. never ends. But I love what your uh, the thing that you read said about it. I know we're sharing reading if things. If you're valuing, you know, if it's all about your vanity, you're you never will die a thousand deaths before, before you're you buried. Before you're buried. And the whole thing is really interesting. And the, the, it opens with this little joke about um, uh, a big fish is swimming in the ocean, mm -hmm. and a, he passes two little fish, mm -hmm. and he says to the little fish, "How's the water?" And the little fish don't say anything, and they keep swimming. And then one of the little fishes turns to the other little fish and says, what's water? And that doesn't make a lot of sense literally. But I think what he's trying to say is this is it all the time. In other words, we're not living for the future. It's not like someday we're going to uh, be happy. Or when I get this job, I'll be happy. Or when I lose 10 pounds, I'll be happy. Or my life will start when, dot, 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 like dot. when you're a little fish, all you're concerned about with is not getting eaten? Yeah. And, and not on what the future is. You don't and... know that this is it. This is it. This is what life Well, is. I don't like that one. Yeah. But I like the one about... <laughs> you just like Madonna. Yeah. I... But that's part of that same thing. It's that's, like how you look at your life. That must be the fourth line. agreement. Um, I will, I'm going to post this on the Comedy Couch wall. Because there's other stuff about it, too, that I think you'll like. Okay. And other people as, will as well. Well, I didn't like that fish thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't... <laughs> well, I didn't even know who... I didn't... I didn't like um, that part about the guy that did the splits. That I don't know who that is. Yeah, Johnny O. Who is that? I don't. I they still couldn't don't get know. Timmy T. I listened to four songs. Yeah, and I don't know. <gasps> they gave him four. He apparently he was right. he was a big hit back in the day. Yeah. Um. So you guys, we love you so much for listening. Get Dennis's yes. DVD, the Dennis Hensley Five. That's right. That's at filmbaby.com. Am, am I correct? Yeah, you're right. And enjoy the world's greatest lip balm, Doctor mm -hmm. Kiss, at vanitymark.com. If you're in Palm Springs, um, Rubdown is going to be showing on the 23rd as part of the... Of June? Of 23rd of June, gala screening. Excellent. And um, I'm going down there. And some folks from the movie, I think, are too. And it'll be really fun.
What are you doing that weekend? If you're going you to, I think I'm in Phoenix that weekend because that's the weekend before P-Town. I will be in P-Town uh, July 1st to the 16th, and then I'll be at the Celebration Theater here in L.A. on July Saturday, July 23rd at 10 p.m. and Sunday, July 24th at 7 p.m. That's exciting. Um, yeah, and I believe we're going to be shooting it for Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, season two. Fantastic. Because they wanted to have me doing some stand-up because we're going to talk about me opening for Joan and how you have to be clean and how oh, that's fun. it's scary for me to try to be clean. I and love so it. so they want to see how filthy I am in that's a normal great. environment. And then... That's a great little plot. Maybe if I were to open for Joan and accidentally say cunt liquor or pussy or something, then Joan might be really mad and... That would be an interesting reality TV, don't you think? Just and totally from, organic. That and just not went at all from planned. B story to A story. Well, I'm just saying. A story. We're not planning anything in advance, yes. of course. It's just what the cameras get. Now, it's all for the boys in the truck, Dennis. All for the boys in the trucks. Next time I want to talk about the difference between this, how this experience is seeming to be compared to D-List. Because when we did that, we didn't know what reality, like nobody knew what it was. Yeah. We didn't get paid. Like it was like, yeah. I think it's a whole different world. Is it a whole different world or it is, is it kind of the same? It is completely different. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. All right. Rock, roll, and remember. All right. Well, we will talk to you uh, next week on the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Goodbye. Bye.